What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Nazi podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the UFC card going down in Nashville, Tennessee. This weekend, headlined by Rob Font versus Corey Sanhagen. Decent fight night card going down. Uh, 12 fights. So we're going to talk about them all, talk about the betting lines for you all. And I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Ozzy. How are we doing this week, my man? We're back. We're here again. Um, I was talking to, you know, I was asking Martian, how many weeks in a row are we, are we at or uh, are we building towards? And I'm not going to lie. They're, they're wearing me down, boys. They're wearing me down. So if I take a, you know, a personal day or a personal week, you know, that, you know, know that it was, uh, this is why even Dana White took a vacation like two weeks ago or a week ago. So, but we're here. We got in the UFC Nashville, obviously Nashville up emerging city in the States. One of my good friends uh, is a graduate of the university in, of, uh, of Vanderbilt or Vanderbilt university. So I'm a fan of, uh, of, of the state and the, uh, and the city. So, uh, so yeah, you know, hope, I hope to attend one day. So it looks like it did they, is this the first time they've been here? They were here last year. No, I, fun fact, Ozzy, I was actually at a uh, UFC, UFC Nashville back in uh-huh. 2015. Glover Teixeira uh-huh. submitted uh-huh. OSP. He um, submitted with what, like arm triangle or a guillotine? Yeah, arm submitted? triangle, I believe. Arm yes. triangle, arm triangle. Damn, in his home uh, state. Damn, he couldn't let yeah. him have that one. Wow. No, he could Glover. not. But, um, yes. That was fun, and uh, but there's no oh th- this weekend's fight is a, a catchweight. I did not know that, but um, 140, yes, did not know that. And uh, one thing you said is uh, you might take a break, but you're certainly not taking a break after the week we had last week. Very, very good. I don't know if it was a good week overall, but it closed very well for you, Ozzy. Right, your your three top dogs, uh, Alex Pereira, oh, Justin yeah, it was KP, a great Terrence bro. Crawford. Last week was great. Yeah, it was a great week. Uh, only only person that shit the bed was uh, Michael Chiesa. We called mm. you know the guy being a flake. That was horrible. Um, I I personally did bet a little bit of Kevin Holland in round two. So I thought that Chiesa would do something in round one. You know, avoid. But he looked god awful. And you know, it was just so pathetic, dude. Like when you're a jujitsu guy, you how when people claim they're a jujitsu person, I feel it's like not because of how well you how good you are at submitting people. It's the fact that nobody, like, it never even enters the guy's brain that they want to, like, offensively grapple you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, like, maybe you could shut me down because you're wrestling and stuff like that, but never will you ever want to fucking shoot on me and, like, initiate grappling. That's what I feel like a jiu-jitsu guy's, like, top, you know, thing on their mantle. And for Michael Chiesa to just, you know, fold like that, I mean, the guy's just pathetic. I mean, he should, he, he, he should really retire. That was just... If if I was a coach of a guy like that, that they just tap like that that easily, that's just insane, dude. Especially when you're doing all these interviews. Ah, I feel great. I'm making a title run. Shut up, dude. You just look so corny, unauthentic, and uh, that you know that grinded my gears a lot. But obviously, we ended up pretty well. So yeah, it was a great great week last week. Um, even the prelim cards, even like a bunch of leans, like Vergara, or I did play Vergara. Vergara, I think Kobe some totals. Love. Kop- your Hopilov, yeah, had him. That that was nice. Um, and a few totals as well. I, I, I'm forgetting them right now, but um, but yeah, it was it was solid over. And then Terrence Crawford, obviously, you know, brought it all home and uh, uh, served it up nicely. Yeah, it was a a profitable good week for me. Not as good as you. And yeah, Michael Chiesa, Ozzy, I had a parlay. It was ten dollars to win three thousand four hundred and seventy. Nine oh. out of ten. Nine out of ten legs won, except wow. for that bitch ass Michael Chiesa. Wow. What was the been... biggest? What was the biggest uh, or the longest odds on that? Uh, other than Michael Chiesa, like uh, you have it was any like other plus money? Ichi Pereira. Um, 
of the underdogs that won on the prelims. I forget. It was like a few totals, like the, both the under one and a half, a um, couple of big favorites, like green and stuff like that. But mm. um, I do wish I, I, I did more on like the Justin Gichi by knockout. That was just, just like they were kind of disrespecting. And the strategy, guys, is anytime Justin Gichi is an underdog in a cage fight, you just bet him, dude, because it's usually going to come out on top, man. Like, or you're going to feel good about it uh, along the way. So the guy is money. He's, that he's is an true. amazing fighter. One of my favorites of all time. And I'm very, very, that was one, one time when I'm very genuinely happy for, uh, for like a guy in, in, in MMA. I yeah. Kidding. I saw, I saw the line get pulled. I, I, I saw mm-hmm. it on the live line. I knew something was going to happen, but never did I expect it to be a, a Justin Gagey head kick. That was, and great. obviously a regret of not being on the black beast at that big, big price. And you give, you know, two plus two fifty on Derek Lewis to knock out another human. You know, probably a plus TV, but also, and then the bomb theme oh, under that was a nice, that was, that was a kind of obvious cool. spot. And then the one thing that I did miss was the flowers, uh, or I, I actually liked the over, but some people were very sharp on those, uh, or and we call Matthew submission as well. So it was just good reads last week, but I but didn't really under invest in you know, the that, over right? one, the over one, yeah, yeah, by like five. I seconds. said, yeah, I called, the, I think I called the over, right? Didn't I call oh, the yeah, over? I, yeah, I thought the over I was remember. good, but. Uh, enough but, about uh, that though. That was that was good. That, that, that was a solid card. That was a solid card though. So, it was, yeah. I multiple like knockouts. Uh mm-hmm. seeing seeing Tony Ferguson get hurt was great. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's gonna bring us to uh first of 12 fights in the flyweight division. Uh UFC debutant Asu Almabayev taking on Oday Osborne in this one. Uh Asu is the favorite, minus 191, taking on Osborne plus 166. Asu getting steamed. A good amount. I think he opened in like the early, you know, the lower minus one hundred range, uh, and I think this team is probably right. You know, I mean, the guy doesn't look amazing. He looks like a control grappler, a typical wrestler. Um, you know, hasn't fought a ton of good opponents, but to me, O'Day's defensive grappling does not look good. I think he his uh, if you watch the fight against Kelleher back in the day, really bad stuff there. Got briefly taken down by Charles Johnson. Just hasn't really fought many grapplers, so you don't have. A ton of a, an idea on what to expect here, but I don't expect good things here. I think Asu's going to take him down and probably going to grind him out. Might even submit him in these later rounds because uh, Osborne kind of gives up his back. Uh, I I could see him scrambling recklessly and getting choked out in the second half of this fight. So I'll lean uh, Asu sub in the second or third round. Uh, anything for you here? Um, I'm not sure too much about on the side here in terms of at what point is the juice. No longer good because I don't got the ultimate good handle on Mr. Kazakh here, Asu. But I'm going under two and a half here, or fight does not go to, uh, to the decision. Um, I feel either this guy's gonna be you know grappling a lot and putting pressure, or um, you know, old days just gonna be swinging for the fences. And even when he's on his back, sometimes you know, late, not really a guy who's just holding guard, like he, he throws up arm bars, he goes through triangles, he's throwing punches from the bottom. So, you know, he'll go for a stupid submit. He'll pull Gilly. He'll get pulled into a Gilly. So, uh, so I'm going under. Yeah, I agree. Um, Asu's striking is bad. So, I mean, O'Day's going to have an advantage on the feet, and I think he will make something happen if it's not going his way. So, I agree. Uh, does not go the distance under. Uh, and those late sub props are good on Asu there. Moving along to a short notice fight here. Uh, Dennis Bazukia taking on Sean Woodson. Odds for this one have Woodson minus 175, Bazukia plus 150. Line hasn't been out for too long here. Um, any uh, initial thoughts on this one? Very late notice fight. 
Long Island's finest, one of Long Island's finest. Does Dennis Bazooka finally get his opportunity? I don't know what's going on with the UFC. They they made this other poor kid Santos fly to he got to Atlanta. I think he got on like three different planes, you know, rode three cam, you know, two camels uh, across like a, a river or two, and he gets to Atlanta, and then they're like, no, no visa. So then they and then they go to Dennis Bazooka. But why they get this guy all those flights in the fucking first place? Why don't they just call our boy in the first place? I don't understand. Um, I think here another fight. There's there's gonna be a finish. You know, I was skeptical on Woodson from that last fight. I was giving him a little bit of a mulligan just because it was like an altitude fight. The fact that Luis Saldana fights are always you know strange. Something weird happens in them. Um, he got dropped, and you know it was just it was just a strange fight. I don't know really what what, what was going on there. But Dennis, on the other hand. Dennis, um, his cardio to me looked a little sketchy in that third round against even that Romero guy. Didn't like it too much. Um, even though he won the fight, he was just really exhausted. And that's with that Romero guy kind of really looking to take him down at some points. Like, you know, it was not really a high pace striking affair where I do think the fight with Woodson, you know, likely could be that. Um, Woodson goes to the body pretty well as well. Um, but Woodson's there to be hit, and Dennis, you know, in early, especially early, you know, when he's not um, getting like spam attacked, and then you know having to uh, defend at a high uh, high rate, I think he should be able to put a, a good good power on his uh, on his strikes. But I do think Dennis will look to take Sean Woodson down here within the first, probably the first round, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he is a member of the short shoot shoot box, uh, Northeast shoot box cartel. So, uh, so yeah, I think I'll look for a takedown, but I do like uh, kind of Woodson maybe to finish this late. Either way, I like the fight to finish. So I'm going under two and a half. Again, yeah, that line. Whenever that line, it comes it, out, whenever it comes out, it is out now. It's plus one fifty five. So I'm, I'm sure in. you like that. I'm in. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I just think that the tempo of the fight will be high. Uh, Bazookia, uh. First of all, you know, the last season, the contender series, I think 49 guys won their fights or something like that. 49 fighters, you know, Bo won his fight twice, but uh, I think 43 of them got signed. And like Bazookia is like good friends with Aljamain Sterling, the champ. And for some reason, like the UFC still doesn't sign him. So they clearly did not like what they saw from this guy. Uh, finally, giving him a chance here on short notice. And this matchup, I don't think is good. And, you know, as you mentioned that he should be looking to grapple here, I definitely think that's his best chance to win. But the guy doesn't actually grapple that that often. Um, you know, it seems like he doesn't really have a good idea on what he is as a fighter. He he uh, tends to, you know, tends to strike a good amount. I think his clinch striking and distance striking is OK, but I just think he's kind of sloppy and uh you know, gets a little overzealous in there, but the guy's been active, you know, he's been winning a lot of fights in promotions, UAE Warriors, uh, CFFC, you know, pretty respectable promotions. Um, so he's definitely going to be ready for this short notice opportunity, but I just think this is not a good matchup for him at distance. I think Woodson's a lot cleaner. The big cage here should be good for Woodson, uh, because he's got more room to, you know, op uh, maneuver around. And I do kind of agree with Ozzy that this fight's probably going to go under. I just think that Woodson is going to put some hands on him, dig to the body like he, like he likes to do. Uh, and, you know, sh very short notice fight. Uh, I think I do like the ITD and the under better than any any Woodson money line, too, because if, he, if the fight's going his way, he's probably going to pull away with it pretty heavily in the second and third round. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Woodson 2-3 uh, KO. And uh, next fight is going to be in the men's flyweight division again. Jake Hadley taking on Cody Durden. Odds for this one, Hadley minus 205. Durden coming back plus 175. Uh, I did a good amount of tape on this fight. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, you know, I think 
I think you got to say that Durden is the side before the fight. Uh, a couple of things point to that. Durden's last three fights, I think he's been severely undervalued in all three of them. You know, he was pick him to JP Bays, knocked him out right away. He was uh, like plus 170 to Mota, 30-27, grinded him out to a decision. Plus 150 to Charles Johnson, 30-27, grinded him out to a decision. So the guy has a pretty clear pattern of being underrated lately. And... You know, Hadley, I think, is a little uh, maybe overrated in the market because he did come in undefeated, uh, you know, British fighter, um, you know, got got smushed in his debut versus uh, Nascimento. And I think there's a lot of similarities to that Nascimento fight. I mean, uh, Durden is a, a very reliable wrestler. He looks to wrestle and grapple in all of his fights. You know that he's going to come in here optimizing his chances to win, looking to hit takedowns. And he is the much better wrestler than Hadley. I mean, watching Nascimento hit some double leg takedowns there, Hadley goes right down. He does not have any takedown defense for, for double legs in open space. So uh, I think that's a big part about this fight is where the takedowns come. If Durden hits takedowns against the cage, I think Hadley's going to work his way back up to the feet. He's going to separate and he's going to get back the distance where Hadley is much quicker, much more comfortable and hits harder. And has the the distinct advantage at distance. So uh, if Durden can hit the takedowns in open space, that's where I think it's really good for him because you see Hadley go to his guard. You see him put the body triangle in from the bottom. It just doesn't seem like he can really scramble in open space. And he also does uh, tend to give up his back. Cody Durden's back takes have been looking a lot better lately. He hit a lot of them versus Charles Johnson. And there were times in that fight where, you know, historically – um, Durden kind of slowed down. He had the body uh, triangle, standing back takes. You're thinking, oh, his legs are going to burn out. He's going to gas out. He powered through it really well and was able to hit takedowns at key times in the second and third round to win that decision pretty pretty clearly. So I think Durden is getting better at powering through those cardio problems. Some of his uh, some were showed in his early career, and you know I just think Hadley's takedown defense is is too bad to be laying any juice on him here, let let alone minus two hundred. Um, so. I think Durden, money line side, and uh, his line by decision is very good. I really don't see Durden uh, finishing the fight. So I, I think this one um, has a good chance to be Durden by decision. If Hadley is winning at all, I think it will be by finish. So maybe Durden decision only when that comes out on DraftKings as well. So really fun fight here. I'm looking forward to this one a lot. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Ozzy. Um, yeah, I mean, action-wise, I, I am down to watch this. Investment-wise... Mm -mm, not for me you know like i said before you know hadley's just a weird strange guy i feel like uh durden is is our version of jake hadley right our our our, our, our american version right um little 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 weird um i think kind of when he's approaching the fight i feel that he does good work i like it look and i like some of his grappling game he, he actually did a lot of the takedowns and control and work that he was doing um, it reminded me of like what Pat Sabatini, um, Sean Brady, a lot of those, um, you know, uh, uh, takedowns they do against the fence. They kind of, you know, have that body lock. They're tripping you, you know, kind of using that that uh, snatch single, right, jabbing, and then taking a high crotch off that, doing the crackdown, and you know, a, a lot of nice uh, wrestling maneuvers, definitely by Cody Durden. Um, but I did feel that his hands really, really slowed down, especially uh, in that second round. Uh, of that fight and i just feel that if he is at range in that big cage uh instead with uh, a guy like uh hadley who i think is going to be more uh anxious to pull the trigger than charles johnson was and he just hits harder than charles johnson like sometimes it's strange like charles johnson he's he hits you and it like him hitting you knocks him off balance it's weird 
Um, he really can't load up on strikes consecutively and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, Hadley's pretty precise. I think he has been five rounds as well. Um, I think it was against, uh, like, Luke Shanks or some shit like that in, uh, in Cage Warriors. And, yeah, like, you know, his wrestling is not the best, I, I know. But Nascimento, that guy's a crafty, just, I don't know, chiseled. He's a weird, he's, that's an interesting style matchup at that 125 weight class. And I'm not saying uh, Cody Durden's an easy style matchup. But, you know, you kind of come across these kind of like, you know, wrestler guys here and there. But um, I think it should be a good fight. I think it, it uh, Duffy has potential for Kurt, Cody Durden to, to look like a, like a favor here. But I'll, I'll just watch this one. I'll, I'll, I'll root for Cody Durden. I'd rather him win, but, uh, but we'll not get any of my uh, investment. I would also, I, I would also uh, stay away from the total here because, like, you know, I could definitely see a, a decision getting written out or, like, you know, I, I don't think there's any edge on the totals. Um, there is, you know, Hadley, Hadley KO here. What is that at? It's at uh, pl- plus 350, man. I mean... I know it could be a, a a submission as well. It could be like a club and sub, but I think uh, with the you know some of the body punching he showed, I think that's not a bad way to play Hadley if you like him as well. Um, so that's going to move us along to the next fight in the featherweight division. We have Damon Jackson taking on Billy Quarantillo. Odds for this one: Quarantillo minus one seventy five. Jackson coming back plus one fifty. Your turn to start this one off. What are you thinking about this featherweight fight? Um. Yeah. So. Um... Two, you know, featherweight fight here. Two guys, uh, a lot of experience, you know, in the UFC and outside of it as well. Um, you know, a, a factor here I think is, you know, Damon Jackson. He's been at this weight class for a long time, um, and I feel like his style hasn't really adjusted too much. Like he, obviously, he he's kind of like he picked up that knockout against like Pat Sabatini and stuff like that, but his movement on the feet is just not really there. I think I feel like his legs, you know, his his mobility really slows down uh, later on in fights. You know, some of the, the strikes that he sets up isn't really uh, – he, he's just throwing strikes to kind of set up his, his takedowns. He doesn't really have uh, stuff where he strings out, like, that's, like, attritional, right? Like, he doesn't really work a, a, a significant jab. Leg kicks, he's not really, like, a leg kicker. Um, he Like, with his pace, even, like, some of the takedowns that he – when he hits them – you know, if he's not able to capitalize quickly, it's sometimes easy for you to stall him out. And I just feel like in the overall MMA game, Billy's just way more apt to be winning. Like, even against Edson Barbosa, yeah, the guy got knocked out. But it was one shot, boom, put him out. Obviously, it was, like, one follow-up. But it was very strange. I don't think that's, like, a, 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 a signal of his, uh, of his chin uh, deteriorating uh, that much. And on the other hand, Damon, I literally don't feel he's ever had a good chin, you know, um, ever. So I think Billy's super tough to submit um, as well. Damon, a lot of the guys that he submitted um, have been kind of like when they get, you know, a little bit more fatigued and stuff like that. And if you remember, man, like this, uh, Damon had a hard time holding on to Charles Rosa, dude, at, at certain points in that fight. So I just don't like him in the fight, you know, stylistically against Billy. So I think Billy's going to win. Maybe the whole time he's not looking really good at, like, minus 170. But I don't know. what w- Wasn't he the same price against Alex Hernandez? Like, what was it? Or was yeah, Alex Hernandez? He was. He, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, is this that much of a different fight? Like, Yeah, well, I personally think that Jackson is a better uh, a grappler than, than, than um, 
Hernandez is also much better uh, gas tank, you know, especially at 145. Um, so, you know, I, I did bet Jackson early in the week. Uh, I've, I've lost a, a bit of, of enthusiasm about him, but I still think plus 150 is good here. Uh, you know, Billy uh, is 34. You know, his style has always been kind of, you know, getting in wars. He is coming off a knockout three and a half months ago. Um, so I think, you know, just the, his style, uh, his style for most of his fights is to get beat up for a round and then he's still coming at you in rounds two and three and he beats you up in those rounds. That's how he's won most of his fights. Um, he's not really ever a guy who puts together like a good three round fight, you know, maybe against um, uh, Benitez he did, but he lost rounds to like uh, to Kyle Nelson and then Spike Carlisle. And, you know, that's just always been a style is uh, is getting in wars. That's just not going to age well. And we saw that in his last fight against um, uh, Barbosa, obviously much different matchup. But like the guy, he just recklessly pressures you. And then he's just wide open for shots. And and I think instead of strikes like Barbosa was throwing at him, I think his reckless pressure is just going to lead for opportunities for takedowns here. Uh, I, I think I noticed on the tape, it's just how many front kicks Billy Quarantillo throws. I mean, he is spamming front kicks uh, with both legs. And it just seems like the guy doesn't really ever have his feet underneath him. Uh, kind of like uh, Ozzy was talking about with... Um, uh, Charles Johnson, you know, falling over all the time. Billy does that same sort of thing. So I just think that his takedown defense is, is nowhere good enough to where uh, I would trust him at this juice versus Jackson. I think that um, the takedowns will be there for Damon Jackson. You know, uh, I also, you know, the, the Ige fight was very bad. You know, Jackson looked terrible there, but um, he also was just trying to strike with Ige the entire time. And I mean, that he was never going to win that type of fight. So I feel that he will, uh, you know, go back to his roots of grappling. He's going to know that. He got whooped in that last fight because he was trying to strike, trying to be a kickboxer. He's going to go back to the grappling, and he's going to try to grind Quarantillo out here. So I just think that he's going to attempt a good game plan to beat Quarantillo. Uh, the way Quarantillo was getting taken down by uh, Gavin Tucker, I think it was pretty worrisome. And, um, you know, hopefully you know Jackson's cardio can hold up. I don't think his cardio is bad. I think his cardio issues are a little bit overblown. So I still like Jackson at, at this plus money, um, you know, especially because it – you'll have a chance to likely exit on the live bets. The The best strategy for Billy Quarantillo is just to live bet him after a round because he always has a bad round one. So um, enough about that one. Uh, welterweight fight next. Fun one here. Jeremiah Wells taking on Carlston Harris. Odds for this one, uh, Jeremiah Wells favored minus 127. Carlston Harris plus 107 here. Uh, both these guys are pretty, you know, pretty wild fighters, right? They both have, you know, wild moments in the feet. They have d good top games. I think they're pretty similar fighters, but I just think that Harris is actually a little more refined. He's much younger in his career, and I think he's, you know, improving a little bit more. While Jeremiah, I was just watching his last fight against Semmelsberger. It's like this guy's been pro for 10 years, and whenever the fight is on the feet, he is just windmilling punches and, like, he just fights so crazy and he doesn't, he doesn't have much composure. And I just think that's a pretty bad sign for being 10 years in your career. And he just still gets so wild in there. I mean, the, the way Samuelsberger was knocking him down in that fight. I mean, uh, very sloppy stuff on the feet. So I think Carlton, um, has the edge probably in both areas of the fight here. I think I favor him on the feet and on the ground. Uh, obviously I think either could guy, uh, could get on top here and have significant top time, but I just trust Harris a little bit more in, in both areas of the fight and cardio as well. I really think if this fight goes, you know, over one and a half rounds, it should favor uh, Carlson Harris. So uh, we likely see a finish. Uh, I think it could be even like a, a front choke. One of those good uh, chokes that we see from Carlton here. So uh, interested to hear your thoughts here. Fun welterweight fight. Ozzy, who you got here? Yeah. Hmm. You know, both these guys have been good to us. 
you know, Martian. You might remember when I rang the alarm when Carlson Harris was like, pick him against Christina Aguilera. And uh, <laughs> and that was a big one. That boy, oh boy, was not a big one. And they, they opened his sub prop at like three to one. That was insane. So I was, that was, I think that was one of the biggest wagers I've ever made. But, um, so yeah, you know, guy's good. He's come in with, uh, with experience. Um, he's fought a nice, you know, like again, a nice diet of opponents. So he's developed a lot of areas of his game. Not only did you see like that, uh, striking right against, uh, Gooden, which it was like, it was a pretty striking performance, but it was a pretty violent one because he was clubbing that dude. He was hitting up from all angles, you know, catch intercepting shots. You know, shots where he was going first, you know, in the clinch, you know, he, his clinch uh, takedown game, if you look at his, some of his regional tape, is pretty good. He shoots in double legs and, you know, takedowns. And then, like you said, he has some, some good, excuse me, submission game when he is on top. Um, but this is a tricky fight for me. Pick him either side. Just because I feel like Harris sometimes, he has his, you know, he has his hands up often, but also, like, he can get caught with his hands down. Um, and I feel like he he does definitely puts himself in danger often. And a guy like Jeremiah Wells is just like such a crazy like bonk uh, factor, you know, in him. And then also, I do feel even though whatever, you know, with these grapplers, I feel like Jeremiah Wells, he could take down and like literally his first like few takedown attempts. So he's fresh. This motherfucker could get any. I think he could take down Jordan Burroughs probably as well like he just if he just running and create like he could just you know get Carlson down um and then in he's a cage, super violent from there right? in the cage yeah, yeah yeah in the cage that's what i mean obviously in the cage <laughs> um or bro on the street dude would you want to run into him would you want to run into him in philly no nah on concrete nah, nah. no way so anyway like i was saying um <laughs> i just feel like you know this is a very this is a volatile fight and in the volatile fight honestly pick them is probably fair so if you're going in on Carlson Harris, you know, there's definitely a lot of factors that he's, you know, that he could be good at. But he just needs to stay safe, dude. The longer the fight goes, the probably better it is for him. Um, but this fight could get crazy. And I do feel that these guys are kind of shocked when they get in that cage with Jeremiah Wells. I think they're genuinely surprised at whatever, whether it be his speed, his power, his technique, the mix of all of them, whatever it is, dude. Because... Samuel's burger, dude, he was, I think he was really surprised that he was like getting taken down so easily and like the shots that the guy was taking. And I think the whole fight just baffled him. And the same thing with Court McGee, bro. Court McGee didn't expect this guy to be able to reach him with that punch. And, you know, just so many times over and over, like the guy just surprising guys. So I'm good. I'm, I'm off this fight. I do think someone probably gets finished. I think the crowd affects both guys. And we'll get a crazy one, but I'm rooting rooting for uh, Jeremiah Wells for sure. Um, I'm going. I'm rooting against Philly here. I'm gonna say a little something controversial. I think Wells being four zero in the UFC, he might be like one of the worst fighters in recent memory to be four zero. Like he's up there with like Joel Alvarez. Uh, I'm on. I'm he on would kill Joel there. Alvarez. He would kill Joel Alvarez. Yeah, you know, matchup wise, I'm just saying the fact that he's four zero is pretty bad. Uh, Guy Guyana might be the only fighter from Guyana too. Uh, Big NYC representation there. Uh, next fight, Bantamweight division, Hayoni Barcelos, Kyler Phillips. Phillips is favored at minus 212, Barcelos plus 182. Let's hear you start this one off. Wow, good fight here. You know, we haven't seen Kyler in a while, 16, 16 months, 18 months, somewhere around there. Um, I was always, you know, unsure about him as a prospect. Honestly, I thought Sonya Dong was going to be him. 
But then Kyler did a good job of just circling away from Song Yadong's right hand, and somehow he was able to win uh, uh, with that. But I do feel that when it does is or does inflate his stock a bit, um, just because like Song, it was like that fight was just so long ago, and I feel like some of those guys and Kyler specifically is very matchup dependent. Um, there's some matchups where he's gonna just crush right in one where he can dictate where the fight goes or that he could recognize if he's better um, striker or grappler because he he, he's so well-rounded he's able to exploit wherever, he's, uh, wherever your weakness is, I should say. Um, but here against Rayoni, Hayoni, he's got there's a guy here, very experienced fighter, right? Tyler um, only really has like uh, 12 fights. You know, I don't think... Uh, or did he fight on the ultimate fight? He was on the ultimate fighter or he whatever. Did, yeah. But, you know... Uh, League, not legally, but on the books, it's like 12 fights. So doesn't even have that much UFC experience. Come in here off at 18 months of layoffs. Um, like what, you know, obviously he's young, right? He's, he's 28, right? He's about to hit. Like next year is supposed to be his year based on the formula. But this is biting off a little bit more than he could do potentially early because this guy, Barcelos, he's got tons of UFC, UFC experience. He probably make, has an easier time making the 135 weight class. Like, Tyler was juicing. Probably some of that shit is to like help you with the weight cut and shit like that. Um, and then Barcelos has fought these spinny guys like uh, what's his name, Saeed, Saeed. Uh, Nurmagomedov. Yeah, Saeed. So he's he's kind of like well versed in doing that. You know, obviously Umar's a fucking killer, dude. Umar's about to be minus like what was he like three hundred against Corey Sanhagen. So you know, yeah, he got knocked out. But Tyler, a lot of times, like other than the Paiva fight. He hasn't really shown crazy knockout ability, I feel. Um, yeah, he throws some fancy strikes. But Hyoni Barcelos is a guy that it, I feel like it's hard to, to get in a good rhythm against him um, just because he is able to counter, you know, kicks and throw kicks. And, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's quick in there as well. He's, he's slowing down a little bit, but I'm getting a nice plus number on this guy. And then as well, I like the uh, goals of distance. Because I feel both guys are good enough grapplers that the only submission potential is club and sub. There's like positionally, I don't think either guy is going to submit each other. And then I also think that it's going to be really hard for Hayoni to um, hurt Kyler, Kyler Phillips significantly with a strike. So I like Barcelos, money line, by decision, and the over or the goes distance. Count me in. Yeah, it looks like the under actually just got bet in the past hour. It was minus one sixty five for the over. Now it's to one sixty. Uh, I think the the over is better at one sixty than it goes the distance minus one forty five. Uh, I do agree with the overtake. Um, I I definitely think it goes over. Uh, more likely than what the line indicates now. The only way I think it goes under is if it's if Barcelos is just like way way past his prime and you know. Phillips just has an easy time, but I don't think that's super likely to happen. Uh, you know, the, the pre-fight line I think is good on Barcelos, but I also think we're going to get a better live line because uh, Phillips, you know, just has that, that style of, uh, you know, skirting around the outside, using a lot of movements, darting in and out with the shots, kind of similar to Umar, definitely not as good as Umar, but I could see uh, the fight looking a little similar. And in that fight, Barcelos, he didn't look horrible, but he just wasn't, doing anything to like optimize his chances of winning. He was going, you know, strike for strike with a guy who was much, much quicker, uh, had way better movement. And Barcelos just wasn't pressuring. He was kind of just hanging out at range. And then, you know, it's not really that shocking. He ended up getting caught with that, that, that glancing punch and getting knocked out. Um, 
And there is a there is a, a chance that Barcelos is just way past his prime because at one point this guy was really really good. Uh, you know, back in you know 2018, 19, his past four fights, you know, some worrisome performance. I mean, he didn't show up at all versus Derek uh, or Victor Henry. He uh, kind of made the fight closer than he should have against Team Rivalier, and then he got knocked out in his last fight. So I think he is showing signs of slowing down. That's why we're getting a good line on him here. And I think I would just wait to, to, to live bet Hione here. I think he's going to struggle with the, the movement, the speed of Kyle early. Maybe he works his way into the fight. But I would really want to see two things from Hione here before live betting him. Him uh, investing in leg kicks, trying to slow the movement down of Kyler, and just maybe putting on some forward pressure. Because if he if he gives that optimal kickboxing range to Phillips like he was doing to Umar, I think the fight's not going to go well for him. Um, but Hayoni, really good takedown defense. I think he's uh, defended uh, 13 out of 14 takedowns in the UFC. Uh, so without takedowns for Phillips here, you know, I don't think he's going to, you know, sail to that minus 200 price. So I get the the people on Hayoni. I think the over is good, like Ozzy said. And that's going to move us along to our next fight, which is the first fight on the main card in the lightweight division. Ignacio Bahamundes taking on Ludovic Klein here. On to this one, have Bahamundes minus 225, Ludovic Klein plus 190. I like Bahamundes here. I bet him minus 190. I was waiting for the line to come in under minus 200. Pull the trigger, and it looks like I did at the right time. Um, I just don't think that Klein has a, a great chance to win the fight. I think he's going to need to wrestle to win the fight, and I just don't trust his wrestling uh, enough to do so. I don't really don't think he's submitting Bahamundes. So if Klein wants to win, he's going to have to wrestle in multiple rounds. Uh, he's going to be at a big height and reach disadvantage here. Uh, Klein actually absorbs more strikes than he lands per minute. Bahamundes lands like three, three more strikes than he gets hit with. So he's got a way better strike differential. And I think just that distance, the the nerd the range the distance of uh bahamandas and just the volume is going to be much better so uh i think bahamandas takedown defense is getting better his cardio is always really good he can push a high pace klein i mean klein got outgassed by jai herbert in his last fight lost round three and gotten taken down by jai herbert uh so uh i like bahamandas here uh i cap him closer to you know the current line 70 to 75 percent. so i think he should be good uh I don't know about a total. I don't really have a take on that. Maybe you can give some insight on that, Ozzy. Yeah, well, Jai Herbert's a beast, um, and I won't take any slander because I mean, people say that. You see how you you said it. You see, did you see the um, the uh, the interview or not the interview the the clip whatever post that Jamal Hill posted? Did you see that about Ariel Hawani? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Well, what you just did was the same thing, bro. And you're a snake, and and I want I want to call you out on that because you're just throwing slander on my boy Jai Herbert just because he lost. I support Ariel. Just because, just because, just because. What? Well, yeah, I, I bet you do. Because my boy Jai Herbert, he's fought tough competition. Who the fuck has Antonio Bahamondes or Ignacio Bahamondes? Excuse me. How, who has he fought, bro? My boy Jai Herbert fought uh, uh, Zion. He fought. He fought Klein. He fought Taporia. He fought a bunch of tough guys in, in Cage Warriors. Uh, Bahamundes, the Zoo Wrong, Roosevelt Roberts, Trey Ogden lost the striking match to John McDessie. Who would, uh, let's be honest, let's won. be honest, let's be honest. Ignacio Bahamundes hasn't proved shit. He missed weight in his fucking last fight as well, didn't he? Yeah, he missed weight in his last fight as well. Um, he's missed weight other times, uh, before, I believe. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think that actually Klein's got the superior cardio, you know, even though, like, if if this guy is coming in, if this guy they baited a catch weight, he wasn't yeah. gonna make one. He wasn't gonna make one fifty five, bro. 
who was in on short notice? Is it Trey Ogden? I don't that know. Fight sucked, I think so. That fight That fight sucked. Half his, half his, over half his strikes were leg kicks. So, yeah, I do think he's probably going to win this fight, but this fight is going to go over. Okay, just because Ignacio, he's so tall that it's going to be hard for Klein to hit him. Okay, and hit him and kick him in the head, all these kinds of things. So they're going to just be leg kicking each other for a long time, dude. Is that, uh, or uh, um, Klein's going to be shooting takedowns on him. And if he is shooting takedowns on him, we'll see. Maybe Klein can win that fight, but I don't think that Bahamundes is going to be in, get into attacking positions where he could like, get chokes and shit like that on, on Klein. I think he's going to be on his back or they're going to be standing. It's gonna be one of the two. It's not gonna be, you know, this fucking fishing for for guillotines and all this, you know, nonsense. So it's either gonna be long range kickboxing fight where they're just playing around with each other. What well, either way, it'll go the distance. But the point is, if you actually look at who Bahamanis has fought, both Jai Herbert and Ludovic Klein have fought much, much, much tougher competition. I agree with the over. It should go uh, Ignacio. Bahamandes is bad juice. He is not good juice, dude. No, no, that's not true. Um, He's not good juice. He will win. He will win. Uh, he will cash. We'll see. Um, we'll see. 95% takedown defense. Uh, uh, most of those coming versus the legend Roosevelt Roberts. Have a look uh, at Preston for when Preston Parsons grabbed him. He fought Bahamandes? Bro, go to the next fight. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Back, back in the day. Don't um, embarrass yourself. Go, go, go. All right, that'll be. Uh, wait, I have one more. Th- one more thing I was gonna say about that fight, but I forget. Let me, let me, let me think of what it is. Um. Oh yeah, the the over the over is good. I do agree with that. Uh, and also, um, I think Klein will probably take him down in round one. So we're gonna add more on Bahamandes live. Um. Next fight, main card, Tanner Boser, Alexa Kamer, uh, light heavyweight division here. Uh, Tanner Boser minus one forty five. Alexa Kamer coming back plus 125 long layoff for Kamur here almost two years any interest uh, or faith in him off the long layoff here absolutely not no way no no way jose but it seems like i don't know is there intel is there some people that saying hey Kamur's a beast maybe maybe they think that he could do some jujitsu but i mean i saw did you i saw when he tried to take uh william knight's back that looked horrible um so i'm not bullish on him Obviously, they say he's a golden dollar box. I don't know, dude. It, I feel like the pace and stuff like that, like he's never really been good with that. Um, he's probably going to eat a lot of leg kicks here. Um, and then to- Bozer just, he got way more dog in him. You know, at the end of the day, he got a lot of, he's running on poutine. And you obviously saw that, um, you know, he's, he's pissed about his UFC sponsorship. But honestly, for a guy, maybe this is his last fight. This is a pretty easy fucking fight, I feel. Because what does Kamor offer, dude? He He's like, maybe he's a little quicker and athletic in the first round. But, dude, if um, Bozer could put his hands on him and, you know, stay on his... Like, if if he's not getting taken down, Bozer should be able to tool this guy. Honestly, is, what, is how I feel eventually. Once he, you know, once we get into the, you know, MMA aspect of it and when, once he uh, wears down, uh, Bozer kicks, I mean, um, Kamor's legs a little bit and stuff. But obviously, line movement is a little spooky. But I kind of want to play Bozer, um, or maybe maybe a little of the over. But I feel like I feel like Kamor very possible he just folds, or he goes so he goes really hard in the in the early rounds, early on. Either finishes Bozer, or if he doesn't, he's definitely getting finished. 
So I think Bolger's going to win. So I'm kind of considering a minus 145 play for him. I'm in the same boat. I I, I am tempted by Bozer. I, I do think the line movement is a little spooky. Um, it could just be people historically overrating Kamur. I mean, he was minus like 250 to Negramanu when he lost there. Uh, but I mean, two years, two months off. Wasn't good before the layoff. Not really training at a, at a big gym. Training with Stipe. Um, and then, I mean, he's he's fought four guys. I mean, the guys he beat, Sharant and Ledet, total bums, like literally bottom of the barrel. And then the guys he's lost to, Knight and uh, Nergamano, aren't really that good either. And, you know, he lost comprehensively to both of those guys. Um, so I don't have any faith in Kamur here. And I think this line is really relying on, like, big improvements from Kamur. But, you know, I think that's a stupid assumption to make. Uh, I know he's young, uh, but... I don't think that there's any point in having any faith in him here. Uh, I know Bosser's coming off a of KO, totally different fight. Uh, I just think I I think I know where the line is, what it is, because if uh, Bosser's you know one and four in his last five, but close fights, a lot of those guys heavyweights, just totally different matchup here. I think Bosser is good, uh, and Bosser will uh, likely win the fight. Not sure if it'll be um, by KO or decision. I'll, I'll go two three KO. I think it'll probably be. A finish, but uh, I agree. Bosser at uh, Juice is tempting, and I'll likely end up on him here. Next fight is a fun one, highly anticipated one here. Featherweight division: Gavin Tucker, Diego Lopes. Odds for this one have Lopes minus one seventy-seven, Tucker plus one fifty-two. I forget if it's Lopez or Lopes. I'm going with Lopes, um, but um, Lopes is probably going to lose here, and I hope he does uh, because this guy to me just doesn't look very good. Uh, I mean, I, he came in on very short notice versus Ivloyev, and he overperformed in that fight, but still very clearly lost and showed a good amount of weaknesses there. Um, I just think it's it's something I've said. I really haven't taken an opportunity on on profiting from it, but it's something I've I've noticed recently is that um, just whenever there's a fight where it's like a, an opponent on one week's notice, the underdog typically tends to overperform and i think that's what we saw in that fight and now the market is really really respecting diego lopes uh because he has one ufc fight a loss and a decision and he's favored at almost 65 percent over a veteran in, in gavin tucker now tucker's coming off a, a long layoff two-year layoff uh he's coming off of getting knocked out more like two and a half year layoff actually with the ega and he is 37 years old now but um just rewatching that fight against Quarantilla, man, he looked like a really good fighter in that fight, man. He he had a good understanding of all three areas of MMA, distance striking, clinch striking, and grappling. You know, he mixed it together really well. Really good clinch attacks with his knees, his elbows, um, just maneuvering well from distance into the clinch. And I really like what I saw in that fight. And, you know, if that same version of that fighter or even you know 70 percent of that version shows up here i think he probably should be the favorite over lopez because i think his distance striking clinch striking is better i think he's the better wrestler it's just lopes is a tricky submission guy he does throw up a lot of subs off his back if tucker gets on top here he will be you know at risk for getting armbar getting triangled uh maybe leg locked of some sort but that stuff is all fairly easy to to train and for you know you know you know what's coming from this guy. He's had a while to prepare for this opponent. Um, you know, just drill your submission defense. The guy, uh, you know, watching interviews with him, he he watches a lot of tape. He seems like an intelligent guy. So as long as um, 
he's not completely shot here off this long layoff. I think he has, you know, big upside versus Lopes here. And the price is good enough for me to, uh, to go in on him. I was a little hesitant when he was plus 115 earlier in the week. Then the Lopes money shot in plus 150 is an easy bet on Gavin Tucker here for me. Uh, and I, I hope he can pull it off. Yeah. The, um, I, I mean, I'm all over. I'm all over Gavin Tucker. Gavin Tucker is probably one of my favorite bets. Uh, probably my favorite bet of the week. Um, and it's just uh, a lot of factors into it. You know, obviously, I am cognizant. One, age age gap, and then two, uh, the, the layoff here. But other than that, man, like, you know, Gavin Tucker positionally, right? Southpaw, right? Amazing. Pretty good southpaw angles, you know, uh, uh, for, the, for these weight classes. You know, I think one of the best, you know, guys that are moving around you know, people, and I think a style like this Muay Thai kind of, you know, flat foot, you know, straightforward, straight back style like Diego Lopes is, uh, is a, this is like the worst kind of striking style you can have for those guys. And especially when it comes from the softball. So Diego Lopes is positioning in the cage, usually pretty bad. He, he doesn't pull the trigger very often. So he's not a volume guy. He backs up straight. A lot of his fights that he's had have been in small, like very, very tiny cages. Like that Fury FC cage, you know, I fought in, you know, bigger cages than that in like most of my amateur fights. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, he, he's really, really mobile, energizer bunny on the feet, great left, uh, left body kick. You know, when he is going for takedowns, he knows the positions to rest in and he's, you know, keeps that uh, body lock pretty good if, uh, if they are uh, close and in the clinch. And then ground game wise, you know, the guy's a Henzo black belt. So I think he's going to be pretty safe in terms of, you know, uh, getting out of guillotines and then maybe when he is on top. Now, my biggest uh, worry would be uh, Diego Lopez looking to sweep and, you know, getting into top position, getting to the back um, or, or positions like that, because I feel like Gavin probably will, will, will at some point, you know, look to rush or, or look to pop up to his feet. And when, when you got these little tiny dudes, sometimes it's, it's a little easy for the taller guy to get the right angle and be able to, you know, slip behind the guy, get a hook or, you know, something, something of the sort, uh, and, and establish a back mount or something like that. So, you know, on the feet though, I think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's close. I, I feel like Tucker should be able, be able to avoid most of the strikes that come his way, dictate when the exchanges happen. Uh, and if he de- does need to get a takedown, I think he'll be able to get a takedown. But it's going to be hard for Diego Lopes to track him down. And I just don't feel he has good, very good wrestling either. So I think Gavin Tucker should be a smash spot this week. So I'm in on him so far. You know, I'm, I'm, I think I might add, you know, as the week goes on. But um, I was ready to play this guy at like plus like 115. So at plus 155, 150, definitely play for sure. Yeah, Lopes' Lopes's defense is, is horrible on the feet. I think he's going to get lit up there. I would actually like Tucker to just keep it standing. I mean, I think Lopes really can only win by, like, sub off his back. Man, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win any Honestly, way. yeah. I, I would love to, for the whole, for the fight to stay standing. It'd be, yeah. that, that would be, I mean, I think I would cap Tucker a huge favorite if it was only on the feet. If it was a right. kickboxing fight, huge favorite. All right, and that's going to move us along to the next fight. Light heavyweight division, Dustin, Jacoby, Kennedy, and Zetraku. Kennedy minus 159, Jacoby plus 139. Your turn to start this one off here. Cool fight. Um, uh, This one that is probably one of my favorite ones on the card, just because I do feel it could go both ways. I feel like a lot of the you know prices here are accurate. But overall, I want to be on the J- Dustin Jacoby side here. 
you know, I, I've respected the, some of the stuff from Kennedy, but I still feel there's going to be still setbacks along the way for the guy. Now, some of the grappling, you know, success, obviously, look, he had grappling success over Carl, Carl, uh, what's his name? Carl uh, Roberson, who not really a natural 185, 205er, but he looked great in that fight, you know, wrist riding. He was doing all the right things. Um, in his next fight, he fought a guy in Ian Kutalaba that we predicted. He was like, hey, Ian's going to probably come out hot. And then uh, Kennedy's in the finishing, you know, no doubt about it. But I feel like a guy like Dustin Jacoby is just a significant, significant test for Kennedy because he's a really good kickboxer who's also tall. He's also, you know, big. Obviously, Kennedy's bigger than him, but he's has no problem fighting with range uh, strikers. Very good kicker. Invest the body. Can fight off the front foot or the back foot. And I do think his grappling has been improving. You know, we saw him against Ian Kudalaba, was able to survive there. Maybe he should have been a little bit more urgent. But I think since then, he has uh, looked to invest in his grappling. He was, uh, you know, they, they, over there, they were having, like, a, a few of the bigger guys, like, um, uh, train with, what's his name, David David Taylor recently, working on their wrestling. Um, and I just feel that, like, that last fight, you know, I, I think that it was, like, right at the tip of his tongue for him to get that win over Azuma. Obviously, he got clipped there late. But at plus 140, I do think he is the value side here. I think it's a marginal value, not huge. But I do think at minus one four, or plus 140, uh, uh, I would prefer his side. But I also do like the over here as well. Um, I think, it, But I don't usually like playing a total and a side on it, on, on, on a fight. Um, I do think I'm going to side with uh, the money line on Jacoby. But TBD have not fully determined yet, but those would be my two leans on the fight at current pricing. Yeah, I think that Jacoby is a bit different than some of Kennedy's recent opponents because he doesn't really collapse late like some of the guys like like Kudalaba and Clark and, and even Roberson do. Um, so I think he will like stick around for likely the full 15 minutes. I think we probably will see a decision here. But Jacoby, you know, he really has one way to win fights, and that is with his striking. Uh, the guy never, ever hits takedowns, never really puts a, a, a firm stamp on things, especially when the fight, the rounds end, when the fight hits the decision. Not a good round winner. Very evident by the fight against uh, Khalil Roundtree, a recent fight of his. You know, he, he should have won that fight. I mean, I think that was a pretty easy decision for him. Somehow the judges disagreed, two out of three judges. Um, it, but that just goes to show that his margins are thin, you know, lost round one to McCall lost a round to John Allen, uh, kind of got a lucky decision over Grishin back in the day. Uh, so it's just, it seems like he, he can be a bit of a slow starter at times, you know, getting dropped by Mertzikhanov. He did come back and, and, and almost win that one there, but I don't know. I think maybe Jacoby, uh, getting towards the tail end of his career, you know, 35 now long kickboxing career before this. Um, and I don't know, man, I just, I, I think this price is, is relatively accurate i think maybe even kennedy uh more of a favorite because kennedy uh much younger in terms of uh, age and in fight years you know not nearly as much damage and i just think he's got more ways to win i think that he could win the fight on the feet i think he he would be the underdog if it stays standing but um he could win the fight on the feet um and then just the, the takedowns here i think you know one takedown could be a big big favorite for kennedy you know jacoby doesn't have bad takedown defense per se but 
I think that we could just see Kennedy look like the big favorite. I think that's the clearest upside either guy has in this fight is Kennedy hitting a takedown, getting on top. I would be pretty surprised to see uh, Jacoby have as big of a margin. You know, maybe he can hit Kennedy with a big punch, but, you know, Kennedy pretty hard to, to put away outside of that down junk fight. Um, so I, I like Kennedy one unit bet for me, minus 155. Hopefully he mixes in some takedowns here and uh, takes the easiest path to victory, but that's going to move us along to the co-main event women's uh, strawweight division here. Tatiana Suarez taking on Jessica Andrade Suarez, big favor at minus 410 Andrade plus 310 former champion Andrade taking on Suarez here and Suarez moving back down to 115 here. You know, she had that long layoff came back at 125 uh you know beat montana de la rosa pretty easily didn't you know look amazing there but also did get the job done very safe fashion did submit her so hard to take really anything negative from that fight i mean she went up a weight class she finished the fight it was a three or four year layoff you know she did what she had to do and uh you know i'd be a little more concerned with her here cutting down that weight for the first time in a while but andrage lately has looked horrible man it looks like she has been uh phoning it in um, you know, obviously she beat Laura Murphy, uh, last year, but to the Aaron Blanchfield fight looks like li she literally did not try in that fight at all. Like she had just put up a piss poor effort, uh, then got knocked out by Yan Shannon just three months ago. And, um, Andrade just historically just never done too well against wrestlers. You know, you just saw the way Aaron Blanchfield took her down. She immediately gave up her back. She was tapping right away. She, she wanted out of that fight right away. Um, and you know, Valentina destroyed her on the ground. Just most of, uh, Suarez's or excuse me, Andrade's weakness has come from wrestlers and she's facing probably the best female wrestler, um, in the entire sport right now. So I think Santiana Suarez likely deserves this price of minus 400 here. I mean, she could hit easy takedowns here. And with the way Andrade has been looking to quit lately, that sub could come awfully easy for Suarez here. So I think, you know, Suarez makes it, makes it pretty easy here and just hits takedowns, grinds her out, uh, probably submits at some point as well. But the sub prop plus 115, that's pretty bad odds, man. So I don't have any bets I like here. Uh, anything for you at all? Mm, I don't know. I'm skeptical of my shorty Tatiana Suarez here. 115 fight, you know, when these girls go in that there's a reason weight cutting and you know, wrestlers and stuff like that. It's tough for them, you know, to be performing a lot of times they're cutting this masculine weight. I just think this is really like it's really tough. Like I wouldn't want to invest in this, have this in a parlay where you're going we got the Derek Lewis of uh, of women's MMA in just gone right? You know, crazy power takes a fight with anyone you know what she's bringing to the table and honestly has a submission game right obviously right um obviously you know i don't whatever but i just think that the fact that this fight is at 115 is a factor that makes me not that bullish on tatiana but what i just said jessica andrage by submission she's a nasty girl right we all see her only fans she's a nasty gal and if she has the opportunity to rub it in and get a submission instead of, uh, you know, and flip the tables after clubbing this lady a few times. I feel like Tatiana Loki, man, if you scramble her brains around, she's getting tired. Martian, don't you think she could quit? Like, you know, yeah. th some these wrestlers, man, sometimes when they start getting the business world, they be looking for the way out, dude. And that's a submission. Definitely. With uh, That's a submission. Just like, who, who did it happen recently? It happened to, uh, whoa, who was it recently that they just oh, gave? Oh, well, Michael Chiesa. What am I talking about? Michael Chiesa, this motherfucker. So, um, I won a 15. I wanted 15 to 1. You know, I'm seeing a 13 to 1. Um, but I'm going to just play that. I'm not usually a guy that 
going like doing the long shot props. I think some people will probably listen to this and be like, "That's fucking stupid," but fuck it, dude. I think. What do you think about that prop play, Mershon? If we got a fifteen to one on on by submission, I th- I would rather take round two plus fourteen hundred, round three plus two thousand because in round one, mm. I, I, don't, I don't think Suarez is gonna quit. I don't think she's gonna. That's get actually that. You see, hold on, round. That's round two plus fourteen hundred, round three plus two thousand for any finish, any uh, either, any finish. Either yes, finish. I yeah. like that. I like that. Perfect, great. So I'll load that one up. Very good, Marston. So yeah, that'll be my pick for the fight, just because um I feel like if Tatiana's getting takedowns and maybe maybe she gets a body triangle, but maybe she gets it a little later in the round and then she squeezes a little bit and you know she can't quite get it or whatever it is, and then the second or third round, hey, um, Dominic Cruz is talking about it in the. Uh, I think one of these fights, I forget, where he's like, oh, or I think it was Klein versus uh, uh, Herbert, where I was watching the tape, or someone where he's like, oh, you got to defend three takedowns, three takedowns. So Andrade defends one or two takedowns in that second round. He's really live to finish Santiano, I think. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed watching Andrade getting knocked out in person by Yan Shannon. That was, that was a fun one. Um, yeah, you're, main you're, event, team main event you're team China. You're already no, dude, uh, building up your credit score. Her um her walkout song. If you guys look up Yan Shannon walkout song, that shit was a banger, though. We were we were dancing to that uh up in the nosebleeds. Um, oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, catch fight in the main event. Um, Corey Sanhagen taking on Rob Font. Very short notice fight for Rob Font. It was supposed to be Corey Sanhagen versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Rob Font uh pulled his dick out and said, "I'll take the fight on short notice." You know, main event five rounds against Corey Sanhagen short notice not a problem uh san haggard minus 350 rob font plus 285 here uh your turn to start this one off give us your thoughts on the main event god damn um see so yeah, a 140 fight here you know i think it's an interesting fight um you know i i am a little surprised that Corey's almost getting to a four to one favorite i do think that's a little bit hype and stuff like that just because i do like what he does you know i do think the guy's cerebral you know i love uh how he works in his range and uh and kick game in when once he once he does get flowing you know all together i do like his game but i do think the guy's a little cocky sometimes you know with some of these things i feel if you could shut down a certain aspect of his game i do think a lot of it does fall apart and the fact is that rob font you know his his boxing is i do think superior here i do think he has a better hands here and as long as he can um establish both the jab and the calf kick because you know the the reason I I say both is because Corey, you know, sometimes when he starts like switching these stances and stuff like that, like and shifting as he's throwing strikes at you, I do think that um he 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 has a big edge over like people that are uh, like pure boxers like Rob. Um, so you got to kick him as well. So you got to make him a little bit immobile, and the guy doesn't take kicks pretty very well. Like I think um. I think it was uh, TJ. TJ landed a ton of kicks on him. You know, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but Rob, you know, I ranged. I think uh, I think that's solid. And he's good uh, with the counters. But the the thing with Corey is he's always kind of like extending out uh, his arms and stuff like that. And in the big cage, um, I do think he's going to look to take his time. But, I mean, you know, I think the fight should be a lot closer, I feel, than the odds are indicating here. But I think it's going to be a lot of his his turn, your turn. Your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn. As opposed to, I feel like the Aldo fight, like Aldo was countering uh, this guy a lot. Um, and uh, other, um, what's it called, Rob Font fights would be like, he's just throwing offense on you, offense on you, offense on you. And then like he kind of gets dropped. 
I don't think it's going to be that kind of fight. I think it's going to be Corey hits, you know, a little pretty combo, and then Rob throws, like, two jabs and a lick kick, and then he throws a left hook, and then they go out of range, and they're dancing around. So I, I honestly think the fight's going to go go the distance. I think it's going to go over, but I kind of don't want to bet it at Juice. So if if the fight if the uh, fight to go the d- distance goes to plus money, I'm, I'm in. If not, I'm out, and then I'm, uh, I'll just enjoy this main event. My pick officially will be Corey by decision. This is a great fight. It really is. Um, you know, obviously, I think knee-jerk, you got to think Corey Sandhagen wins the fight. But uh, obviously, we're playing numbers here. I, I think 77.5% is is a bit too high for Corey Sandhagen. I mean, I say a bit, but I think it's probably like, it's probably like 65 to 70% chance for Corey here. So um, there is significant value on the raw font line here. There are much more questions about uh, the intangibles of Rob font. You have to worry about his durability more, uh, his cardio. He's had pretty good cardio historically gone the five rounds a few times. Only one, one of them, I believe. I think he's one and two, right? Yeah. He lost to Aldo lost to, uh, Vera, and then he beat um, Cody Garbrandt. I'm, I'm, you know, in retrospect, the, the the loss to Vera is aging pretty poorly. You know, uh, his durability just let him down in that fight. Um, took a lot of damage in those two fights versus Aldo and versus Vera. Uh, and then, you know, he got severely underrated versus Yanez in that last fight. But it just showed how good of a striker he is, man. I mean, he got hit in the face a lot in the first, you know, 60 to 90 seconds. Uh, but he just figured that fight out so quickly. You know, he was doubling up on his jab. He was getting that collar tie. He was throwing and punches off the collar tie in the clinch and you know he just fucking blasted Yanez there and knocked him out I mean that's about as cool of a three-minute fight as you can possibly get man that fight rocked if you haven't rewatched it already rewatch it this week and you know just minute to minute like Ozzy was saying you know you you go I go minute to minute man Rob Font is gonna be in there I mean I definitely think if somebody is you know hurting each other it's probably more likely to be Sandhagen because Sandhagen's just had crazy durability throughout his career. Been insanely hard to actually hurt this guy. While Font, you know, we did see him get dropped three, four times versus Vera and versus Aldo. So the, the knockdowns definitely got to favor uh, Sandhagen here. In terms of grappling, you know, you don't think that the fight would offer much, but I really could see either guy hitting a takedown here. Both guys have kind of caught their opponents off guard with takedowns from time to time. I'd probably say Font is the better wrestler of the two. But I don't know. I think both of their defensive grappling. I think both both of their defensive grappling should be good enough to kind of cancel each other out here. So I don't envision any prolonged wrestling success from either. Maybe a flash take a takedown or two from either one, but it should stay striking for the most part. Uh, but you know, Rafan is just such a, a good striker that I ha- I have a hard time seeing him being a near three to one underdog in a fight that should be primarily striking. So, um, like I said, intangibles, age speed uh cardio durability those do favor Corey sandhagen here but still skill for skill rob font is going to be in there that entire time they're going to be striking they're going to be lighting each other up with strikes uh and if this fight hits the decision you know it, i think it will be close um and then you know there is a, i think a good way to play rob font here is the uh the decision only on DraftKings? uh i think if anybody's finishing here it probably will be Corey. if it does go the full five rounds it should be close it should slightly favor Corey, but they have Corey as a three to one favorite if it hits the decision so you can get plus 230 on rob font for decision only i like that um and it should should hit the later rounds you know i haven't uh haven't bet anything on this fight uh myself yet um 
you know, the odds on Corey KO plus 140 on Corey KO. Rob Font has never been knocked out. 26 pro fights, been in the UFC fit uh, for nine years, 15 fights in the UFC, never been knocked out. And they're only giving you plus 140 on San by KO. That's a shitty bet. That is a really shitty bet. And just, just looking at that alone, that kind of proves to me that there is this line is just off. They have they have Corey Sanhagen at a 40% chance to knock him out when he's never been knocked out in his pro MMA career spanning 10 plus years, 15 UFC fights. Um, so I think the lines are off on money line and probably the goes to distance as well. Wait, Ozzy, goes to distance is plus 120 on, on Bet Online. Is it? It is. Sounds good. All right. Sounds like they're banging, they're banging Corey to finish. That that is true. I don't know. I, I would be I would be surprised. I would be. Um, I haven't thought about it yet. Um, but uh, we got to do the FMK. We got to do the fuck Mary kill segment here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with some enticing lines for you. Um, I got and I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got okay, you. I have. Here, okay, here. I'll go first. This time. you can give me my three this time. Yes. Over. Okay. So number number one, we got Kennedy minus one fifty nine. I know you're a Kennedy boy, so we we need it again. Nigeria's finest. You know, their best hope for a new belt, um, you know, in there for sure. So we got Kennedy in there. We got Cody Durden, you know, for you right there, Martian. And then I'm going to give you a prop. I'm giving you uh, Ignacio Bahamandes by decision, which is plus 150. Mm. So you got those, those three for you, Martian. Those are good. Those are really good, Ozzy. I like these. These are going to be tough. And, okay. So... The one I got to marry, the one I like the best of these three mm. is honestly Ignacio decision. You're Ignacio plus decision. Money, mm. Plus money. I think that's the most likely way. The way he sailed the decision versus Trey Ogden makes me think that he'll probably do the same thing here. So I'll go mm. with a marry for that. Um, for the fuck, I got to go. I got to go Cody Durden. I got to go mm. Durden at plus 175. I think the All-American. The All-American wrestler. Watch out. Watch out, Martian's coming for him. I and hope he unfortunately, I have to kill uh, the Nigerian nightmare, Kennedy and Zechiku. Um, wow. Truly one of my favorite Apartheid. fighters. Apartheid. It's why you don't trust the white men. You see? You, you, uh, you bring the white <laughs> men into Africa, and he kills you right away. Hey, I've seen I've seen him fight in person three times. It might be wow. the most most I've ever seen another man fight in, in person three times. Wow. Uh, I truly have been blessed with that privilege. What's okay. his record? What's his record in those fights? He uh, is uh, two and one. He two got triangled one. by Craig. He beat Darko Stosik by decision. Then he uh, submitted um, Devin Clark in his last fight. Wow, incredible! Okay, so I got some. I got some for you here. Um, I'm going to give you. Okay, I got. I got the over two and a half in Hyuni Barcelos Kyler Phillips minus one sixty. Sweet. Next, we have Tanner Bozer minus wow. one forty-five. Oh, the Canadian. And then we have another Canadian, Gavin Tucker, oh, money shit. line plus one fifty-two. Three bets I know you mm. like. I want to hear you weigh them out. Which one we fucking? Which one we marry? Which one we kill him? All right, we're. I'm gonna fuck. Um. All right, so I'm gonna marry. Um. I'm gonna marry the over two and a half in the. Uh, in the Gavin in uh Kyony Brussels versus Calafield fight. Two tough guys. Um, I think well rounded, tough to finish either of them. I think that'll get me the best return, the most plus EV. I'm gonna kill Tanner Bozer. Tanner Bozer, 
You know, I think uh, he's on he's on Dana White's kill list after his last interview, complaining about his sponsorships and telling The Rock to eat a dick. He's probably <laughs> he's probably gonna end up in a pond in some you know random place in Canada. That no one's ever gonna <laughs> that no one's ever gonna fucking find him. Um, and then that leads me to fuck Gavin Tucker, obviously the best looking um, and, and and the most tatted. And you know, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna definitely be uh be 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 the one to to get fucked. So, so there we go, <laughs> and that's that. That's it. You got like anything it. for you got anything for PFL Martian for 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 your loyal listeners? Yes, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you guys three bets wow. uh, that are non UFC bets. Okay, they're all on Bet Online. You're gonna have to have Bet Online. First one, kickboxing one FC. <laughs> Chingis Alazov minus one sixty pound for pound number one kickboxer in the world right now. Taking on mm. another good guy in Morocco Gorian, but I got to go Alazov. Uh, mm-hmm. Next one. Um, this is in, I believe, PFL. Anthony mm-hmm. Ivy under the Anthony mm-hmm. Ivy under the guy fights like a crazy guy. He's fighting some hillbilly who also fights like a crazy man. Under he's fighting a hard country. man. He's fighting a hard man. Exactly, so, a hard well, man. That, that might might be tough to get that hard man out of there in one one and a half. But Anthony Ivy, he's a guy for it. He's a man for the job. And last one is the American female. Kai Bennett taking on Chelsea Hackett. Chelsea wow. Hackett, Ozzy, I don't know if you remember her, got finished I by do, Leonardo, uh, Victoria Leonardo back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, so those are my three winners. Any winners for you? No, I'm, I'm very interested in the, in the Gabriel Braga versus Chris Wade fight. But as we know, as a, a birdie once told me, Chris Wade is married to like the president's daughter, PFL. So... You know, I never bet against Prince Wade because they got fuckery going on over there. But I'm surprised that over is minus 220. I feel like a finish could happen there, but no no bets for me. I got Marigal, or I got Kainan Duarte over yes, Marigal. Yes, I was just going to mention that. Uh, yes. I, I, I saw you mention that. Did that is that still a That's plus next one? week, though. My bad. That's next week, yes. Oh, okay. But, okay, but yeah, well, it's plus 135. It's plus 135. That is good. Okay, well, we'll yeah, like that, him. We'll... I, I like him. This will be the last. The podcast will, won't come out before. I got him, or no? Actually, we would record another one. So whatever. But I got him. <laughs> My bad. But that'll all, that'll do it. All good. Those are some winners there. Uh, all right, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoyed the fights. Win some bets this weekend. We'll see you all before the next UFC event next week. Peace out, everyone. Mm-hmm.